how I got there is really with an obsession of not being content with being an average photographer. I think it's just really being afraid of of being put into that category of of this massive sea of photographers because wedding photography is such an accessible industry. I mean, anybody could essentially buy a camera and and just be that average photographer making average money and and getting average clients. And and when I came into this business, I I I thought that that was the right thing to do. I thought that, hey, what's everyone else doing so that I can succeed at what I do? Uh, when in reality, I wanted to ask myself is, what's everyone not doing so that I can stand out in an industry where you have a ton of people coming in? And I think that's where I, I try to teach everyone is that you don't have to be like everyone else. You can create techniques and be creative so that people, when they look at your work, um, they recognize your work without the need of a watermark or, um, and you want to make sure that, that your work is your biggest marketing tool. In my opinion, when, when somebody looks at, at your website, you want them to stop scrolling and say, yeah, I want this person to, to photograph my wedding. And, and I have the, uh, the great privilege of, of having that. I mean, I have people that come up to me and say, Hey, I, I love your work. I love the style that you do. And that's what I want for my wedding. And I want to hire you. So so definitely very lucky to, to, to have that. Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Esteban Gill is a Colombian wedding and portrait photographer based out of Guilford, Connecticut. He is also a photography educator and MagMod ambassador, running workshops across the U.S. where he teaches his approach to the wedding day from beginning to end. We chat about how he got into photography and his journey from the start to where he is now. We also discuss the importance of community over competition and how he's had to adapt his business in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. His cinematic work is inspiring, and so I urge you to check it out and to have a listen to my interview with Esteban Gill. Hey, Esteban, how are you today? Hey, Sean. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, th thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so really excited to talk to you. Um, I've got to know you a little bit uh, in the last last few months uh, in good old Facebook land um, where, uh, where you run the Steel and Flint uh, Society. But, uh, you know, of course, a lot of people listening aren't, aren't going to know who you are. But, so I wonder if maybe, uh, you know, right off the top, you could just kind of talk a little bit about yourself. I mean, you know, I know you're one of these guys that wears a lot of hats. You, you got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, maybe just kind of fill us in about you know, who you are, what you do, that sort of thing. Sure. So my name is Esteban Gill. Um, I am actually a Colombian wedding photographer based in Guilford, Connecticut. It's kind of weird how some people might not realize that I'm actually Colombian, even though my name is Esteban. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've been in the United States since I was six years old. Um, I'm actually 
based in Guilford, Connecticut, uh, where I reside with my wife and kids. Um, and I've been a wedding photographer for almost eight years, which is also crazy to think about that I've yeah. been doing this for almost a decade. Yeah. Um, again, I do some educational stuff uh, with the uh, Steel and Flint Society group, uh, with our website, our in-person workshops. Uh, we just introduced some online stuff, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, I, I just try to to be a wedding photographer, a uh, lending hand to the photography community, um, and just somebody that's the, trying to keep as busy as possible. So, uh, which is something that could be terribly difficult to uh, to do uh, right now with everything yeah. going on. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. For sure. How, how did you get into photography? Like, what's your what's your background? So, I mean, you, you mentioned weddings have been something you've been doing for for eight years now. But uh, what what got you into photography? How'd that get How'd that go for you? Uh, so, I, I actually always I was brought up in a very um, artistic family. My father was a struggling artist. Um, he was a painter, um, so okay. I, he was always drawing. He always kind of pushed the whole uh, art. Art comes first. Art yeah. is much more important than, than math and science. <laughs> um, and I always kind of grew up that way. And I always thought that I was going to do something with art. Um, and when I was about uh, 14, 15 years old, that's, that's when, uh, when, when he bought me a camera and I really got into it. And, and I, I thought, hey, man, I, this, this might, might be something that I want to do for a living. And I let it go. Um, and I actually started working for a company. And I was in an office for almost eight years. Yeah. And I have the most stereotypical uh, pivot into my photography career, which is I was fired from my job, the only <laughs> job that I've ever had, wow. the job that I thought I was going to retire from. And, yeah. and from one day to another, they, they said, Hey, you're fired. Uh, wow. so I didn't really know what to do. And, and, and thankfully, uh, I have the most amazing wife in the world mm-hmm. and I will never forget the words that she said to me that night when I came home and told her I was fired instead of saying, well, what are we going to do? And freaking out, she's just a such a cool and collected person. And she said, well, why don't you do what you've wanted to do for, for, for a long time? Um, you either do it now and you fail at it, or you look back at it 15 years from now and, and wish that you tried it out. And, and that's, that's the day that I, I, I created my Facebook business page quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you actually go on my Facebook page, if you scroll all the way down, yeah, you could see the very first photos that I, I never take anything off. So you can yeah. see the very first photos that I have uploaded. And I sometimes will go back to that and, and, and cringe a little bit. Just, <laughs> we just all do. A good reminder of how far I've come. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, I was fired and, and, and that's when it just kind of started. I said, Hey, I've, I've always wanted to do this. Why, why not try it out? And eight years later here, here I am talking to you. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And it's interesting. I mean, you, you talk about this moment. So, you know, your wife Roxanne's, you know, said that this is something you've always dreamed of doing, always wanted to do. And I think so many people are afraid to, to take that chance, but you kind of were, you know, sort of, you had that sort of, I want to say golden opportunity, right? You, you know, you were fired and, and so you kind of had a clean slate, right? And, and a lot of people, you know, without something like that would never take that chance, I think, right? Like that, you know, a lot of people, yeah, you know, they, they, they do jobs to pay the bills because it's safe and it's easy and they have dreams and, and they don't, you know, it's scary, right? To, for someone to give up a job to do that. But uh, yeah, you, I guess you kind of had a unique situation where you were kind of like compelled to. Yeah, I always tell my wife that if it wasn't for her and actually losing my job, I'm just not a strong enough person to say, yeah, I'm going to quit my job 
and start my own business from scratch. I'm just not that person. And I'm just yeah. super grateful that, that I was fired from a job that I thought I was going to yeah. retire from. So yeah. so yeah, no, it worked out and, for sure. and I'm very grateful for, for everything I learned while I worked in, in the yeah. business side of things. But, yep. but yeah, no, I think if it wasn't for her, I'd be in a much different position right now. So yeah. Well, thanks, Roxanne. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, I make sure I tell her as often yeah. as possible. I don't think I do it, and she'll probably agree to that. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk a little bit about your photography work. So, you're kind of known um, for these just really cinematic portraits for for sort of being like this master of off-camera flash to the point so that you're you've actually become an educator with with flash photography. I mean, you're. Um, I think you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, I forget now, but, uh, you're, you're an ambassador for MagMod, which, uh, you know, creates incredible lighting, lighting products. Um, but how did, how did you kind of get there? Right. Because I mean, obviously most people, uh, that are shooting weddings are, are typically, I'm, I'm going to, you know, just generalize here. Not a lot of people are doing that kind of work, right? Like most people are just, it's natural light or maybe they do some on-camera flash, bounce flash kind of thing. But but you're like next level, like with the stuff that you're doing with off-camera flash. So how, <laughs> how did that sort of come to be? Uh, well, I mean, thank you for the compliments. I sure. I sometimes tend to disagree with them, but but it, I, I think it is something that with off-camera flash, it's really taken me to a, to a point where I, I'm, I have the ability to be able to teach uh, these techniques. Um, how I got there is really with an obsession of not being content with being an average photographer. Um, and just really knowing that if I wanted to just be like everyone else, then I would just put my flash on camera and I'd just bounce it up. And I, and I, I would just use very basic techniques that you're taught when you're, you're first starting off. Um, so really being able to take the camera, uh, I'm sorry, the, the flash off camera and trying to experiment with different angles and, and powers and, um, just the overall, educational portion of flash photography is what I took in at first before I went out and, and, and taught it myself. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just really being afraid of, of being put into that category of, of this massive sea of photographers, because wedding photography is such an accessible industry. I mean, right. anybody could essentially buy a camera and, and just be that average photographer making average money and, and getting average clients. And, and when I came into this business, I, I, I thought that that was the right thing to do. I thought that, Hey, what's everyone else doing so that I can succeed at what I do? Yeah. Uh, when in reality, I wanted to ask myself is what's everyone not doing so that I can stand out in an industry where you have a ton of people coming in. And I think that's where I, I try to teach everyone is that you don't have to be like everyone else. You can create techniques and be creative so that people, when they look at your work, um, they recognize your work without the need of a watermark or, mm-hmm. um, and you want to make sure that, that your work is your biggest marketing tool, in my opinion. When when somebody looks at, at your website, you want them to stop scrolling and say, "Yeah, I want this person to to photograph my wedding." And and yeah. I have the uh, the great privilege of of having that. I mean, I have people that come up to me and say, "Hey, I I not talking prices or anything. They just say, "Listen, I I love your work. I love the style that you do, and that's what I want for my wedding, and I want to hire you." So so definitely very lucky to 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 have that. Yeah, I mean that's the best compliment ever, right? For sure, as as a photographer. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so so let's talk a little bit about, you know, so you're you're doing wedding photography, um, 
you know, you're, you're striving to make your work stand out different using off camera flash. At what point did you start to get into education? Like how, how did you sort of move into that path? Because you're, you're doing quite a lot of it and we're going to, I'd like to talk to you about that, but I just kind of wonder how you sort of transitioned into doing that. Yeah. So about two years ago. So I, I think the, the transition came from me really being able to share my work. So after I really started to experiment with off-camera flash, I started to share my work in in different online communities like the archipelago community. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other other groups that that I, I would constantly post, and and people saw an interest in my work. Mm-hmm. And when you get that kind of feedback, when you say, "Hey, listen, how did you shoot this? Or what settings did you have?" And just like you touched on before, that the the best compliment to me is some another photographer asking me how I shot a yeah. certain shot. Yeah. Um, and, and when you have that type of feedback, um, I, I really sat down and I said, Hey, is this could potentially be an opportunity for me to, to be able to give back to the community, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I've always wanted to do if I ever had the opportunity of doing and, and make some money. Um, which, which again, I mean, as business owners, I think that's something that we, we obviously want to make sure that we're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I actually started a small, very small Facebook group, uh, which was, uh, it was called, uh, one light, uh, cinematic wedding photography. So that, mm-hmm. that was the name of the group for, for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we got people joining and then we decided to do the, the in-person workshops. We did a couple here in Connecticut um, and then we got a lot of interest from people from other states. So we said, you know what, let's let's make this a, a traveling workshop. So every yeah. month uh, we chose a different state in the United States and we would travel there. We would teach the workshop, come back, and then we would travel to a different state every every uh, couple of weeks. So um, we ended up doing about a year and a half of that, of just constantly traveling and going to a different state, meeting new people. Um, and I just absolutely love that. I love being able to to interact with people that I wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity to meet. Yeah. And and it just became an obsession for me. So and just grew and grew. And now after I brought my very good friend Nicole Apuzo from Evermore Imaging, um, she started teaching posing with the uh, with the workshop. So then right. we were like, all right, well, it's not just necessarily a an off camera flash workshop. Now it's now we're doing posing. We're doing. A, I'm talking about a lot of stuff that that I do throughout the wedding. That's not necessarily related to off camera flash. Mm-hmm. And and after that, we decided to to turn everything over and and name it uh, Steel and Flint Society. So. That's incredible. And, and so, yeah, you've got a, you've got a bit of a team that, that works with you on these, right? Yep. Yep. So my wife is the mastermind behind it. Obviously we keep going back to her. She's, <laughs> she's going to be really happy that I keep mentioning her because I think this is the most attention she's gotten. Um, but, but yeah, she's the one that, that organizes everything. She's the one that books everything. Um, and then it's basically just my wife, Nicole and I that travel to these things. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we'll bring our kids if, if it's a fun place. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, we have the three of us and we just, we, uh, we set up, a an Airbnb. We spend anywhere from eight to 10 hours just really going through all aspects of wedding photography, whether it's off camera flash, lighting of reception, uh, doing portraits. We teach very specific techniques, which, uh, for example, we do like a bokeh panorama, uh, a portion. We do a composite portion where one of the things that I like to do is doing a, like a bridal party composites. And I teach how to do, how to do an entire composite from the start of the shoot to the overall editing process of it. So 
Cool. There's a ton of stuff that we go through. It's basically if you want to be a wedding photographer, you want to shoot in a cinematic style, you go to our workshop and and you leave out of there knowing it in and out. So amazing. That's amazing. And and at some point, um, you you became a Magmod ambassador, right? Was that was that? I guess obviously that came after you started doing the workshops. Yeah, actually, the the funny thing about that is that. It, again, it was one of those brands that I've always used. I absolutely loved it. I love the community that they have. Yep. Um, one of the communities I used to share in. And and I actually got the opportunity to do a talk at BNH last year. And it was my one of my talks about off-camera flash. Mm-hmm. And on that same day, uh, Trevor uh, from Magmod, uh, Trevor Daly, and then some of the other guys from Magmod actually had another talk after me. So they came early. And they, they, they watched me talk on their live, uh, and, and he came up to me after and was like, listen, man, like, I really love what, what you're doing. And, and I just checked out your work and let's talk. So we kind of kept in touch and, and not even a couple months later, I was sitting in Vegas at WPPI at their ambassador dinner. And he announced that, that I was going to become the next ambassador. I'm actually the one of two of the rookies of the ambassador. So I've I've only been an ambassador for less than like six months. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's still that's still incredible. And um, I, I want to jump back to to the uh, to this thing you've created called the Steel Influence Society, right? Which is, of course, you know your your uh, workshop brand, but it's also it's also become like this really incredible community online, right? And on Facebook and uh, yeah. So t- talk to us a little bit about that because I know for you, I mean, I'm part of I'm part of that group on Facebook, and I, I think you and I have had this chat, you know privately before about you know i mean the internet's like the wild west like it's crazy there's there's so many (laughs) there's so many photography groups and they're not all exactly you know well moderated they're not all exactly (laughs) friendly and safe places right um but i really truly feel like what you guys are doing there um I like it because it is just that, like you guys, you got, you know, you talk about community over competition and you, you make it a positive place and you guys are an active admin team. Like that's, that's your, that's your group, but you're in there all the time. And, and yeah, maybe I'll, I'll let you take over, but uh, just want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, the, the group is, I mean, I, I'm absolutely obsessed with the group it, the way that it's grown. We're not a, a massively large group. Um, I'm very picky about who I let in the group because I know what it can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's groups out there with 50, 60, 70,000 people that don't feel like a community more. And, and maybe the, the overall, uh, what people want out of them is just to have as many people in there as possible. And I don't want that. I want a nice community of people that are able to go in there, ask questions, get positive feedback, yeah. just having an overall positive environment. I think is much more important than the overall number of people. So yeah. not that it's a small group, it's there's 7,500 people in it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and it's constantly active. I mean, it's constantly active with people just asking questions, uh, whether it's contract questions or, uh, asking for feedback or just posting the weddings that, that they just shot. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just, like I said, it's just something that I wanted it to become a community. Um, when I first started doing photography professionally, I actually reached out to a bunch of photographers around my area and out of probably like eight or nine photographers that I reached out to, not a single one of them got back to me. I just wow. wanted to, to get some work. I wanted to, to say, Hey, listen, I just, I'll carry your bags. Yeah. And I just want to know what it's like because I, I'd never done a wedding. Yeah. Um, so after going through that, 
I always said to myself that if I had the opportunity to be able to help others, then I would. So, yeah. And fortunately, Facebook is uh, this massive thing where I can build a community and I can I can give back to uh, to to the people that are in it. Um, we do a lot of lives, which right. you've been on as well. Yep. Um, we we do a lot of educational stuff. We talk about uh, social issues. We talk about uh, we just had a, a talk about uh, being an ally to the LGBTQ community. Yep. Um. And these are just things that that I want to make sure that my values come through with the group as well. So right, yeah, super important. Um, now, of course, we're we're in July twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is going down in history as the year of what the hell? Like, you know, yeah. it's it's turned everybody's lives up uh, lives upside down in one way or another, whether it's personal or work or both. Um, but talk to us about what that's done for you, right? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, as a photographer, it's, it's affected work. But in terms of your, your workshops, right? I mean, obviously, you're not yeah. able to, to travel now and, and to do these in-person workshops. So, so what are you doing to, to make things work now? Yeah, so I, it's, it's been a rough year for all of us. Yeah. Um, again, I, I was so used to So, for example, this year... I told myself, well, actually last year I told myself that I would only shoot about 20 weddings. I'm used to shooting anywhere. For example, two years ago, I shot 50 weddings. Yeah. Um, a year ago, I shot 33 to 36. And, and I told myself that I was really going to focus on the community aspect of this and the educational portion of my business. So I cut my weddings down to 20. <laughs> and when everything happened... I said to myself, oh, my God, now I can't supplement that income with my workshops because I can't travel. Yeah. So we can't travel. We can't go anywhere. So these are all things that we were kind of depending on. Yeah. So the next thing to do, and which I'm very grateful for, is to be able to have that community and to rely on the community. Uh, so I still wanted to give back to the community while still not really being able to travel. So I, I um I really went back to the drawing board and tried to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and I actually just announced a couple of days ago that that I was going to do uh, two webinars in August. Uh, so this is basically just like a, a slimmed down version of the workshop. Yep. Uh, it's about a two to three hour webinar. And, and it just covers most of the stuff that we cover in the workshop. Um, and very grateful that they actually sold out within 24 hours for each one. So we That's have amazing. about 100 people that, that have signed up for them. Um, and, and the next step would probably to, to, to release, which might, it's been in, in the plans for a while, um, to release a Patreon. So Patreon is my next step. So I'm hoping that since things don't look like they're going to be, uh, going back to normal and I don't want to travel and risk the possibility of, of getting something and coming back. And especially right. since I live with my 70 year old mother, yeah. um, then I'm just going to start to, to really focus on on online education. So Patreon and some webinars is, is my first step. So, yeah, that's incredible. And I mean, the fact that those sold out, you know, you know, with, within 24 hours, that's, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you'll put some, some other dates out for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I am. So I'll probably do one more date and then announce the Patreon and, and hopefully that'll, that'll help out. So, yeah. And, and in terms of, you know, projects and, and whatnot, you know, I mean, obviously you're talking about, uh, Patreon, but like long-term, where, where do you see yourself going in terms of work? I mean, I know it's, it's hard to say right now with, with everything with COVID and, and, you know, everyone's sort of plans and, and futures uh, up in the air, but do, do you kind of have any long-term goals? Uh, where, where do you see yourself in the future? 
Yeah, I, I would love to see myself in an island somewhere, <laughs> uh, just having a margarita with my wife and my kids <laughs> running around. Yeah. So, but that's that's long, long term. Right. <laughs> well, I think we could. Term. I think we could all do with a getaway right about now for sure as well too, right? So yeah. Yes. Um, no, I, I really, I really want to focus more on the educational portion of my business. I, I really want to be able to give back to the community in a way that, that not many people do. Um, I'm absolutely obsessed with bringing the community up with me. I'm not the type of person that keeps secrets. Uh, I'm not the type of person that's not going to share anything. If you, if you message me on Facebook, if you, if you message me anywhere, if you have my phone number, you text me, you're, you're going to get a response back regardless of what it is. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but, but I understand that I'm playing a very, very, very tiny part in making sure that the community is not what it was like eight years ago when I first started and no, nobody wanted to give a lending hand. Um, so ideally I would love to have, um, some, maybe some, uh, educational, uh, uh, more webinars on our website, yep. um, more specific to, uh, maybe having other, other people come in and teach things. Right. So really just growing the brand as a more educational, uh, as opposed to just being just the Facebook group. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I would love to, to, to push that more, especially now that we have the time to do it. So, yeah, well, that's a good, it's a good time to, to reflect and, and to see where you, you can take things. So for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, Esteban, listen, uh, that's amazing. I I'm really grateful for you, for you taking some time with us and chatting with us about what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I love your work and, uh, we'll definitely drop Thanks. links, links in the show notes to, uh, to your, your education and to your Facebook and everything. And so people can see your work online as well too. So once again, thank, thank you for taking the time and chatting with us. Oh, uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Always All a pleasure. Right. Cheers. All right, see you. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Esteban Gill, please check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can catch every episode for more interviews and inspiration for photographers. And of course, be sure to visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to save 20% on your next purchase. Thanks again. Until next time.